This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9. Our guest is Jason Lever, writer, creator, producer, director of the Canadian web TV series Out With Dad. Welcome to Different Strokes, Jason. Hello, Jay. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, for those who haven't heard or seen Out With Dad before, um, explain a bit about the show. Well, uh, Out With Dad is um, it's a web series now that I've been creating for uh, almost three years. Uh, it's about a teenage girl and her single dad, and it takes place at a time when she's uh, you know coming of age and coming out of the closet, uh, first to herself and eventually to dad and, and to others around her. Tell us a bit about how the show was conceived. It's one of those things that just sort of came to me one day. I, I was quite literally sitting on the subway, just sort of musing about things. Uh, the, the night before, I, I had had a dream that uh, I became a single dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was sort of just thinking about this daughter that, you know, wasn't real, like, you know, she's only a dream daughter, uh, but I was sort of... Uh, almost like mourning her, if you will, the next day, because she didn't exist anymore. <laughs> and so I was just thinking about all the things that her, um, you know, the things that I won't be doing with her, uh, you know, as she grows up, you know, her first day of kindergarten or, or t- teaching her how to tie her shoelaces. And I was thinking of all these things as this imaginary girl Rose grows up. And one of the things that crossed my mind is, uh, well, what if she came out to me? And that just opened up a whole bunch of thoughts uh, in my mind. And, of course, if, if that... Uh, if that did happen, I'd be very, very, very supportive of my daughter, and and then I think about all the things that uh, you know she might, uh, the challenges she might have to go through that I, uh, as a straight guy, never had to. I never had to come out as as straight, right? Mm-hmm. But you know she she would have to come out, and this is something I never had to do. And so I just think about all these stories, and I just thought, you know, this would make for a good web series, and. The rest is history. <laughs> There's a lot of relatable content in the show. There's like things about coming of age and coming out and loving someone who doesn't love you back and, you know, the love triangle stuff. How did you approach each of these stories? I always try to think about, you know, I try to keep the show as as honest as possible. Um, you, you know, I would just sort of put myself in, in the shoes of uh, whichever character and, and uh, thinking about, you know, their background, which uh, of course is all, all made up, right? Mm-hmm. But I would try and answer the question each time, like, you know, well, how, you know, if this was me, how would I respond to this? Like, what would be the, the honest response or reaction? You know, what would, what would happen next in real life? And, and um, fortunately, the, uh, the answer that I, I came up with each time uh, was, was engaging and entertaining, you know, and uh, and you know, seems as though uh, relatable, and um, and I've been told authentic, which was always a, a a very scary thing for me in the beginning. I I wasn't sure, you know, a, as a guy that never had to come out, I was really nervous. Like, what if what if I'm not doing this right, or what if uh, it is even my place to to be telling the story, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but fortunately, the audiences have assured me I've done okay. I read in an interview uh, that you have said that you really enjoy a couple of the huge sort of lesbians in film and TV relationships, including like Emily and Naomi in Skins and Imagine Me and You. What is it about those stories that appeal to you? It's true because th- those stories, that I, I love them. I just soak them up. And um, and I remember, uh, I, I guess it was three years ago or, oh my gosh, is it four? Uh, I've lost count. It was, it was during the, that series three of, of Skins, uh, around that time, and 
you know, my day job is I, I make uh, corporate videos, right? Mm -hmm. Which which is um, you know, which is fun, and I'm still filmmaking, but it's not. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not changing the world. I'm not. Uh, I'm not entertaining the masses, you know, it's, it's usually for a very limited audience, so it, it's not as creatively fulfilling, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I just thought, you know, how do you break out of that and get into, you know, the meat and potatoes, the stuff I really want to tell? And I was going over this with my wife, and I was saying, you know, like, the shows like Skins, and, and like, I was so captivated by um, Emily and Naomi's story and, and, uh, and others like it, you know, like, well, like, what is it about that? And she came up with the idea of... of um, you know, she, she was relating it to Romeo and Juliet, how it's like that sort of the, the forbidden love. And, you know, these days uh, we don't have to worry so much about, uh, you know, feuding families like, like Romeo and Juliet had to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but, but not too long ago it might have been uh, about, you know, people of different uh, racial backgrounds might have had to worry more about uh, you know, falling in love. And, and then even that's kind of going away. And so it's, it's almost like, you know, is it... it is it the last taboo, if you will, like if you could call it that? Mm -hmm. And um, except she said it way more eloquently than I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so you know, in a lot of ways, in, in my third episode of Out with Dad, when when uh, Nathan the, the dad takes Rose the daughter to movies, um, he he talks a lot about about this, and and, and he brings up the the Romeo and Juliet thing, and and a lot of that conversation is is reminiscent of, of me coming to that this decision of like like you know. These stories, they, they, they grab me, you know, and I think it's that uh, love against all odds, you know, and uh, that's, um, that's what grabs me. My girlfriend and I watched uh, the entire two series in a weekend um, of Out With Dad uh, and we became so addicted to it. At one point, uh, my girlfriend was uh, just scree you know, basically screaming at the, the computer screen saying, why, hasn't, why wasn't something like this around when we were younger? You know, have you had those sort of similar fan reactions? Oh, I'm so delighted to hear that it's engaged you guys so much. That's amazing. But, you know, yes, we, we do... We do hear that kind of thing all the time. I, I read the comments, uh, like every comment that's ever written, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or on our YouTube channel or, or on, our, on our own website. And um, it does seem to grab people. And, and there have been a number of times where uh, folks have, have said, you know, gosh, I really wish, you know, this was here for me when I was, when I was younger. And, and uh, in fact, actually, there's once um, an Australian uh, school teacher, she, she wrote me, and, um, and she said a very similar thing, how like, gosh, I wish this was around when I was younger. And uh, she was one of our, our donors, because we, we have um, uh, a page where people can uh, donate to the web series to help us make our third season, right? Mm -hmm. And one day she donated, donated a second time. And I was like, you know, I, I wrote to her saying like, that is so generous of you, like you've already given. And then she said that she had been reading some of the comments on our Facebook page where uh, we were kind of doing a bit of a push, like, hey, please support us, please support us. And, and there were a couple of young people that were uh, that identified as you know, being around 13-ish years old kind of thing. And some were saying, well, look, I don't have a credit card, so I can't. I just wish I could. Or another young person said, you know, I'm going to get a summer job this year, and then I'm going to save up, and then I'm going to donate because I really want to help. And, and she was so taken by that because like, she's like, you know, you know, I'm out now, and you know, I'm comfortable with myself. Like, I kind of don't need this show, mm -hmm. but I can afford to donate. And so she thought, you know, this. She was donating a second time for those young people because she thought, like, this is so important for young people out there. And, and um, you know, and I, I've heard that this show is shown in classrooms around the world. You know, and, and teachers are showing it as, as a uh, education tool, and uh, you know, it's a conversation starter. And uh, 
because you know that that very first scene with Rose and Vanessa, you know, doing you know their first kiss ever, like almost the experiment, you know. Yeah. Um, it sure brings to light a lot of questions that a lot of us lucky straight people never had to think about. You know, it just sort of seemed like an obvious thing. But it's not so obvious for everyone, right? Can you tell us a bit about the fan submissions uh, that you had during season two and what motivated you to get uh, involvement in the show that way? Yeah, so we, we had these... Uh, I, I always knew that I wanted to eventually bring the story to that because, you know, going back to your previous question, like, about, you know, authenticity and it's just like that's what would happen just naturally, organically would... Rose and Nathan would go to a P-Fight meeting, and that's uh, parents and friends and family of, uh, and, of lesbians and gays. Mm-hmm. And so it's a sharing meeting, and so I thought, you know, I need to have a bunch of stories being told, but I, I just, I kind of came back to the same fears I had uh, when I first started writing the show. Is like, do, you know, do I have the, the right to, you know, invent these stories when there's this, especially when there's an opportunity to give voice to other people that really have lived these things. So I asked the audience, you know, would you be willing to give us your story uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll use it. And I so we got tons of submissions, maybe uh, 30 or 40 submissions, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were all, all good and all very powerful. And uh, so what I was trying to do is kind of, uh, I was basically deciding based mostly on on the tone I wanted to present, because I, I knew I wanted to be a, a tearjerker. I, I, I won't deny that. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I found these wonderful stories, and and um, uh, and that's how we included it. And you know, I remember when we put out those episodes, I was uh, I was quite nervous because um, when that the first of the two parts came out, that was our first episode in many months because we kind of had to go on a bit of a hiatus there during the second season. And so after all these months of our audience waiting for, you know, what's going to happen next with Rose and Nathan, uh, along comes this episode where they barely said a word. Instead, it's all these strangers speaking. And I thought, like, as a storyteller, like, I'm totally breaking every rule right now. Like, I'm not advancing the plot at all. I'm so nervous. And yet, uh, people have often said that they're the most profound episodes of the series. And, and so I'm really, I'm quite proud of that, that, you know, the, the ex- it met expectations or went beyond them, perhaps. Uh, so, without a doubt, in in our upcoming season, I, uh, Rose and Nathan will uh, they'll have to go back to another PFAG meeting, and I'll once again uh, ask the audience to send send me their stories. Out with Dad is obviously a, a TV series. What uh, do you see as the advantage of a, a web format? Well, um, you know, I actually, I don't see it as a TV show. I just see it as a show. Yeah. Um, sort of like a. Um, uh, actually, as a friend, my friend uh, Elise Morgan, she's a, a web series creator as well, and she often uses the term. It's a uh, platform agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term because it it, it, it is platform agnostic. Um, and but one of the advantages of doing it for the web, as opposed to say television, is that um, there are a lot less rules. Really, um, for instance. Um, the episode duration, you know, with television, there's very strict rules about, you know, it has to be, you know, X number of minutes and so many frames and, and seconds, and it has to be exactly that. And, um, you know, there are other rules like, uh, you know, about, say, swearing or, um, uh, you know, the types of content. And then, of course, you know, if you are doing uh, a show for the for the for television, you, you're surely dealing with networks, and so there's a lot more opinions and, and uh, network executives that all want to have a say in, in how the show goes. But when, as an independent creator making a series that's going on the web, um, I don't have 
any of those concerns. Uh, at, you know, it's kind of it's it's the ultimate storytelling medium because it's all up to me. I have no one to answer to for the story except the audience. Like they're the only real bosses, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's the main thing and the best thing I would say about about you know making a web series. And what would you say are disadvantages? Um, <laughs> well, there are many of those, certainly. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's uh, certainly there's the, the real ugly one is how do you fund such a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in Canada, we're lucky that there is a lot of uh, funding and, and opportunities available, especially for television and for film. There is a wee bit for web series, but it's still such a new medium that, you know, when you're applying for these things, you know, you got you know, you kind of you have your your form, and there's all the checkmark boxes of like, you know, is this a feature film? Is it a short film? Is it a television pilot? And it's like, well, it's it's none of these things. Like, which checkbox do I do I fill? <laughs> and so therefore, you know, it doesn't you know, you don't even go beyond that, right? Uh, so there's there's those challenges certainly. Uh, but then you know, it being independent, uh, you know, you have all the same challenges that uh, an independent filmmaker is making. Uh, say an indie feature because it's in terms of duration it's in total it's like it's like a feature film right mm-hmm. and uh, in fact actually I think all of seasons one and two together is roughly the length of like uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies it's like three hours long <laughs> so I've made a three hour long indie film and and now I have to distribute it and that's the real big difference is that you know you are your own distributor uh, which I mean, you know, we talked about the advantages that you know you don't have the rules you have to worry about. Like you know, YouTube doesn't have the same kind of rules as say uh, a television show or, or a movie theater may. Uh, but you know, but then it's up to me to promote it and tell people where it is and, and to maintain it. Uh, the social networking component of a web series, I, I think, far greater than um, television and film. Uh, but it's also, you know, while I'm saying it's the hardest part of the job, it's also kind of one of my favorite parts of the job because I love connecting with the audience and, and um, you know, and engaging with them and including them in the storytelling, as you know. How do you then get traction if, if you're in that situation where, you know, you're obviously distributing it by yourself uh, and there's so many, you know, web series out there, you know, what, what do you think is the key to sort of making it stick? Well, I think the key thing for, and this is for, for any web series, but it's it's finding that story that is um, sort of, I guess you, know, you could say it's like the, the niche story, you know. Other web series that have met with a lot of success are similar in that they're not quite as mainstream or it's the type of thing that you're not going to see on a regular uh, television network or, or in regular movie theaters. Like it's, it's that kind of... That special story that that really uh, speaks to uh, a smaller, very loyal audience, and in this case, it's the LGBT audience, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, while a lot of people will tell you, you know, you have to promote, 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 uh, you can't just build it, you know, and, and expect people to find you. In some ways, you actually you can just build something, and then people will find you because, you know, there there aren't a lot of coming out stories, and you know, and there certainly wasn't, you know, 10, 15. 20 years ago, like you're saying before, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you know there is this story that that people are actually actively looking for, even if they don't know if it exists. And and uh, fortunately, if you can you know optimize your, your search, you know your your website for uh, um, for the internet, you know it, it'll get found, you know. And uh, you know there, and the other thing too is is um, connecting with other series that have similar uh, themes. So you know there are other web series like. Uh, B.J. Fletcher, P, uh, Private Eye, and um, 
uh, anyone but me and and Siki Simone and uh, you know a lot of uh, other uh, uh, queer positive uh, web series out there. And so I started reaching out to them, saying like, "Hey, I like your work." And and uh, whenever they you know won an award or, or made an, you know released a new announcement, I would be sure to be the first to try and retweet it or or repost and say, "Hey, look at what our friends are making over here." And then they in turn started doing the same thing, and then their audiences will discover ours, and my audience discovers them because. You know, but you know, I'm, unlike television, we're we're not really competing for a time slot, right? It's the the internet is infinite, so everyone can have two favorite shows, right? Mm. Or many favorite shows. So that is another thing that's really important is, is to try and find find where your audience, uh, your expected audience, is already hanging out on the internet, and just go say tell them like, hey, we're here, check this out. I was really interested to read that uh, everyone involved with making the show does it on a volunteer basis. What made, motivated you to run the show this way? I didn't have a choice. I mean, quite frankly, that's, that's it. Like, um, you know, like I, I had the idea and, you know, I started writing it myself and I, you know, I knew that it was a, a simple enough story that I, I, you know, I could do this myself. Like, you know, I uh, already have a lot of the film equipment and all that, that gear and, you know, it would just be a matter of, Finding places to film, like friends' houses or, or local businesses that are willing to just let us, you know, show up before they open their doors to the public and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I threw in a casting notice saying, like, here's a project. There's there's no pay, but you know, please come and audition. And sure enough, uh, you know, I I met all these wonderful people who are all like family to us now. And uh, so it's kind of like, you know, how how else could we do this? Like if, you know, if we we're going to pay people, um, even like at, at indie rates. Uh, well, where's that money going to come from? And, and uh, you know, my pockets are, are only so deep, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I remember learning in film school is that, uh, you know, a, a happy casting crew is a well-fed casting crew. So I always made sure that we had catering. Like, no joke, that's like the most important thing. I <laughs> especially, especially when everyone is volunteering their time. As long as everyone is, you know, well-fed and happy to go, um, then, 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 then it's awesome. Uh, and so... That was our main cost was the food, and uh, like literally ninety percent of the budget was the food. And but then you could also say that was you could almost look at that as the labor cost, if you will. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, but the, the sad thing is though, uh, well, I mean, it's a great thing, really. It's like now that we've gone and we've been doing this for three years now, uh, our cast and crew are all being uh, are all successful filmmakers and actors and. And we're all off doing our own projects, and and um, it, it's so exciting to see where everyone is going and and, and keeping so busy, uh, and that makes being able to do things for free almost impossible. So that's why for our third season, like we just we just can't do it volunteer anymore. Like even I, I myself can't do it uh, volunteer anymore because uh, it really is you know almost a full time job for me, and uh, I want this to be my full time job, but unfortunately it's one of these things that have to do on the side in between things and you know such a sleep <laughs> <laughs> talking about season three uh it's due out in um 2013 um can you tell us anything about it uh, anything about it at this stage well right now like the scripts are pretty much written um i've written um quite a number of episodes actually more more than any of our se- seasons in the past uh, and, and actually, I have a couple more I want to add as well because I've got a great sort of like side story that I really want to uh, address. I'm not going to tell you about right now. It's, it's, it's secret. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we're kind of, 
we're in pre-production officially, and and when I say we, it's at this point it's it's mostly just me. Like I'm I'm just going through and I'm trying to figure out how many days of production will it cost uh, take, and and then from there, uh, you know, we're going to try and find out really how how much money do we need in order to make this, and uh, you know, and then basically go to the audience and say, okay. Here's how much we've raised so far. Because the audience have been so generous to us so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's what we need now to, to finish the job, and then we can we can shoot this. And I would like to shoot this. If I had it my way, I would want to shoot in um, you know beginning of the end of March, maybe through the month of April, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that gives me a couple months to do post production. And uh, we seem to have a tradition of uh, releasing it, uh, you know, first first week of uh, July. So if we can keep up that tradition, I'd love that. So um, we could be on track to do that, uh, provided you know we, we get all the funding in, in place. Uh, and so to find out more about how to donate and all of the show episodes, it's outwithdad.com? That's right, yeah. That's the, the, one of the best places to go. We're also on Facebook, and that's a pretty... I, I'm pretty active at uh, updating the Facebook page, so I definitely recommend you go and like us on Facebook, and that's just facebook.com slash outwithdad. Um, I post a lot of similar things that I post there on Twitter. So if you're more of a Twitter person, it's it's at that with Dad, and uh, but definitely you know keep an eye on those those sites and and uh, you know and watch the show. Uh, you know you can watch all of the episodes in, in uh, I put them all on one page uh, at that slash watch all. Thought that was pretty simple. <laughs> and uh, and the, and certainly, I mean, there's links to the contribu- uh, our contribution page um, on that page. But uh, if you go to edwardad.com slash contribute, um, you'll certainly learn about how to how to support us. Uh, if you you know if if you uh, if you think you can and uh, share, please. That's the most important thing to me. I just want people to watch. So please share. Thanks very much for joining us, Jason. Well, thank you, Jade. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.